the channels. So, um, yeah, thank you all for joining me. I'm holding this um, kind of Q&A session and, if you like, open conversation because um, one of my lovely students asked me to do so. So that's why I'm having this conversation. And I think it's obviously a hot topic at the moment um, as we are watching the collective shadow um, rise up to be seen. So just really here to answer any of your questions. If you've got any questions, please don't be shy because probably if you've got a question, it means someone else is someone else in the world is thinking the same thing and wanting an answer. Um, but also if you'd like to share your experiences, um, as you all know from my work, um, I really don't feel like I am the be all and end all of knowledge. I feel like we all have we all have the wisdom, we are all creators in expression, and we are all equally assisting one another um, in moving forwards in this quite extraordinary evolution and time um, upon this planet. So I'm going to open the floor. Please give me a wave if you've got a question and, and let's begin and see what comes up. Be brave, be brave. I'm going to scroll through, see if anybody's waving. Oh, Alice. Yeah, there we are. Thank you for, for your bravery. <laughs> you need to unmute and off you go. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just go straight into the kills. It's a horrible expression, really. But so what is shadow work? Okay. Um, that's a good question. So basically what shadow work is, is us diving into if you like the parts of ourselves that we are holding in the darkness so stuff that we don't see easily within ourselves and mm -hmm. what tends to happen is your reality or the people around you or the experiences that are happening to you tend to the, the things that trigger you in a negative way, although sometimes it can be positive, but we're not going to go into that. The things that tend to trigger you or to affect you really emotionally in a negative way tend yeah. to be holding a mirror up to you because everything is a reflection in our external reality of what you think and feel. So it's holding a mirror up for you. What you cannot see within you so what is hidden in your own shadow aspect in your subconscious you know in the darkest parts of you in you know in your soul parts in your energy parts so shadow work is recognizing that what is playing out in your reality um is a reflection of what you are holding within you and then being brave enough to, um, instead of, so I'm just muting because there's a few background noises, in being brave enough to look at your shadow. So instead of immediately going into victim perpetrator mode, where someone is perpetrating something on you and you're a victim, you go within, you dive deep and you see where you're holding the mirror of what is being shown to you so you could look at it another way where you're holding the resonant frequency that allows that 
um, information which is coming in as an experience or something that's happening in relationship to you with someone else. So you see where you're holding a match to that resonant frequency. Okay, so that's what shadow work is. It's it's really seeing the outside world, seeing what it's showing you about yourself and having the courage to look into the deepest, darkest parts of yourself. And when you look at those deep, dark parts of yourself, you acknowledge them. Sometimes all they need is acknowledgement um, or your presence. But when you heal those parts of yourself, what then so you're bringing a light to the shadow what then automatically happens is that you don't hold that resonant frequency within you anymore and so what plays out in your external reality is um can no longer match that old shadow aspect of you and it disappears out of your reality and that's why it's so important to do shadow work because as the collective shadow or the horror or the evil that we are seeing rise up in the world now as it rises up and it's revealed to us if it's triggering you then you know you are holding a shadow aspect of that within you and if you heal that shadow aspect within you it heals within the external reality and remember that we are all quantumly entangled so whenever you heal something within you you are healing it within the whole because everything is interrelated and interconnected so um that was a great first question thank you alice um have you got a subsidiary question to that or has, have, has that answered you that's a thumbs up yep that's brilliant that's lovely thank you did it make all make sense to you um mainly yes okay have you got any other questions then did anything not make sense uh, um it's, uh no well i don't know i think it pretty much all made sense i just need to absorb it a bit more maybe um i mean i could ask about evil but i don't want to hog the floor you're not so, hogging the floor don't worry ask away okay then so what is the nature of evil um well are you so you're asking what is evil basically yeah okay so um in this well obviously this is all my viewpoint but in this reality we are um this is a reality that is rooted in duality basically or polarization and so at one end you've got good and at one end you've got evil you've also got other things like light and dark um you know um there are, there are millions of polar opposites basically up down left right all of those kind of things and basically um sorry i'm just admitting people who are arriving as we evolve in this dimension, one of our primary teaching tools of evolution here in this reality is to learn who we are through contrast, okay? And all we're ever doing is we're learning who we are. That's the experience. We are becoming 
fully expressed and actualized beings. So basically we are evolving into an understanding of who we truly are, which is creator consciousness or unity consciousness and expression. And in this reality, we learn that by contrast. So when something rises to show itself to you that you might consider evil, you can look at that and you can say, I'm choosing not to be that. I'm going to do this instead, or I am choosing to do that. Remembering this is a free will universe. So we're choosing who we are in every now moment in relationship to what happens around us, remembering that what happens around us is an expression of how we think and feel. It's all a mirror because basically this is your universe. Everything that happens to you, you are the God of, you are the creator consciousness of. So basically evil is the word we give of the absolute extreme of what we would consider to be love, basically. So in, in the broadest sense, what it really is, is a teaching tool. You're learning who you are in relationship to the contrast of evil or good and all of the millions of greys and, you know, greys along that whole line of polarity, basically. Remembering, this is a really good analogy, that, that it's all, that you're all of it. So think of, of um, you as a stick and at one end you've got love and at the other end you've got evil. You're the whole stick. It's just, um, it, and, when you, and when you embrace the wholeness of that, what actually happens is you transcend evil because as you embrace all of it, you're not just evil. You just, you become wholeness basically. So that's what I would say um, evil is. It's basically a teaching tool. Um, and I would go on one step from that to say um, what's happening at the moment is there are other life forms or forces that are also learning who they are through contrast um about in uh, learning who they are in relationship to evil so there are a lot of other things playing out okay so you could look at the archonic force or the illuminati and all those things they're all doing the same stuff they're all evolving and learning who they are through that contrast in this dimension some of them are working on in different dimensions as well um, but at the end of the day everything is evolving and goes back to where it comes from, which is source consciousness. Everything is evolving in an understanding of who it is through choice. So that's what evil is. I hope that's answered your question a bit. Obviously there's more to it, but there are more questions coming. Um, yeah, um, Janine said, we're learning who we are by learning who we are not. That's, that's, that's a very good teaching tool, exactly. Um, so someone else has asked a question in the chat. I recently asked a prominent spiritual teacher who is a practicing Catholic about the line in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. Would you comment on what evil means in this context? Okay, great. So um, it's the same 
thing what deliver us from evil there's a couple of things going on with shadow work and i think it's really important to understand this there are for me what's coming becoming clear now is there are two aspects to shadow work one is when you realize what you are holding within you when you perceive your own shadow aspect and you if you like love it into healing so you transmute transmute it because you are this divine you're this vessel that's holding the divine you're an alchemical creator and so you've got one aspect which is perceiving what shadow you are holding within you you know where the bitterness is you within you where the hate is within you where your anger is within you where your desire to punish other people is within you, your desire to be right all of those kind of things we all have aspects of that within us and they need loving back to wholeness if you like because they are all rooted in separation but and this is what i think is being more referred to in the deliver us from evil as I've just mentioned, there are forces outside of us which are also in their own learning process. And I think it's important in shadow work to know what you're transmuting, which is part of you, and what you are rejecting, which is not part of you. And it took me a long while to get to this. So when we have things like possession, energetic attachments, um, mind control, archonic AI influences, and things like that coming into our bodies and into our energy fields, they need to be rejected out of hand, deliver us from evil. And the trick with shadow work, I now believe, is knowing what is yours, and owning it and taking responsibility for it and transmuting it and knowing what is not yours and sending it without any judgment, any emotional attachment back to where it came from. And so this is one of the topics that I really wanted people to understand in the work we're doing now, because it's obvious that what's coming up, what's coming up for a lot of people is this kind of evil force thing um, and so much of it isn't us. Yes, we have permissioned it because nothing can enter the field of your reality that you have not given permission for because this is a free will universe. But many of those forces, the AI, the Archonic, the demonic, satanic, Luciferian forces are using trickery. They are cunning, deceiving, and they trick you to gain access into the field of your reality. So that is why in this road of evolution where we have to really learn who we are, that's all we're doing. We're learning who we are. When you practice being embodied in this beautiful divine vessel that is yours, you begin to feel the difference between what is yours and what is not yours. So what you can transmute and what you need to reject out of hand, because it is not your business to heal or transmute 
or take on any lessons that belong to another source, if you like. So um, that's what I believe that deliver us from evil part of the Lord's Prayer could be alluding to. Although, as I say that, um, a lot of the Bible has been corrupted. I hope that answers your question. Um, I've, there's another question. Um, okay, so this is from Andonia. I'm thinking that this evil black goo created from the thing is going to spread upon the natural planet and we will be surviving based on our natural or synthetic structure. I'm worried about this device and self-protection amongst other mind control species. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Huge topic. Black goo. Um, I'm going to keep this really simple. As far as I understand it, black goo is a kind of liquid plasmic memory consciousness that planets are birthed out of and planets hold if you like the memory of the or the consciousness of the planet within this black goo so our earth has its own natural black goo and it has its own consciousness and its own memory. And some people say that the black goo is the Akashic records, okay? So obviously the black goo of our planet Earth is motherly, beautiful, it's Gaia, okay? It's Gaia memory consciousness. And as I understand it, from the teachings of, um, oh no, I'm gonna forget his name now, which is absolutely terrible, um, um, Harold, Kutz, K-A-U-T-Z, who I just think is incredible. What happened was there was another planet, however many gazillion years ago, and it suffered a trauma where, if you like, it lost its heart consciousness. It became it, it went from trinary consciousness which is what we have on this planet to binary consciousness zeros and ones it lost it thank you harold cuts thank you it, the harold cuts villa the name is in the chat if anybody wants it so this planet lost its um heart consciousness and it was very very traumatized and it came out of wherever it came into and it flew into our universe somewhere around the time of the end of Atlantis um, or the end of um, Lemuria and tricked the people upon this planet to receiving it. And it was holding, it came in through, um, I'm just trying to think of the word. Okay, I'll just, I can't think of the word, so I'll go back. It came into this planet and basically it brought this traumatized black goo planetary consciousness into our planet okay and it's it's an alien consciousness which has no heart and which started to try to take over our planetary consciousness and this is the iconic 
AI force that is, if you like, heartless. And um, it's been on this planet for thousands of years. And to me, it's a very good explanation of why humans behave so badly. So I think with, um, so I'm going back to the question. Um, so I think what's happening now is we're in a kind of end game scenario where this, there's a kind of battle going on with these two consciousnesses, if you like. And yes, the binary one is trying to take us over and make us cold hearted and remove the trinary structure that we naturally have. But the way to stop any infiltration of evil, if you like, that's come it that isn't you, is to heal your traumas. Because what happens is the binary consciousness needs to align to a binary consciousness within you in order to come in. Your ego is a binary consciousness, okay? It's just an intellectual thinking mechanism, and it's very caught up in fight or flight. And it's caught up in survival. It's not heart-centered. And so the consciousness of your ego and the consciousness of the binary um, black goo is rooted in separation, in fear, in the antithesis of oneness. So it needs trauma and binary-based thinking, so intellectualizing, in order to find doorways to get into you because what that binary thinking does think about it is it creates duality it makes a crack it's it's the opposite of wholeness and trauma also create creates cracks within you remembering that we're a vessel we're a container that holds the divine but if you try and split the divine if you make cracks in it or cracks come in through trauma or binary based thinking mechanisms then that binary based consciousness of the black goo the archonic force the alien the satanic luciferian all of that kind of stuff which is an inversion of oneness it relies on separation and fear and pain to exist it's self-destructive so it's a one-dimensional force basically that's self-destructive it needs the trauma or the cracks to get in it needs a blueprint that aligns to itself in order to come in. And so the best way to protect yourself from evil or the shadow that is not us is to be so whole, so full in your own vessel of the love and the oneness, which is what you are, that nothing else can get in. So really, the way to defeat any evil whether that's within you that you're transmuting or coming from outside of you like an arconic force or this black goo is to love it is to find 
the cracks within you, the trauma within you, the shadow within you, all of those aspects that we might consider that we don't like about ourselves, that traumatized um, child or person that we don't want to look at because it's too painful or the bits of us that we consider that are ugly and awful that we don't want to look at or touch. When we love them, we bring them back to wholeness. We bring them into acceptance. And that is what heals the cracks. And then you are, if you like, safe from that intrusion. Um, and, and it makes you safe uh, you said you're worried about mind control and, and other species. It makes you safer from mind control because when you're whole, when you're full of love, you'll feel that coming in very quickly. You notice it very quickly. And what I'm noticing with all of my students, you know, especially when we're doing tribal one, we're doing meditations together every single day, is that we very quickly notice when something's coming in that isn't us. And then you've got something to work with and to love and to heal. So I hope that's answered your question. Um, there are some more questions in the chat, but I thought I'd just scroll through and see if a live person is waving at me with a question. Anyone? Um, Danny. Hi. Hi. Hi, nice to be here. Um, yes, I have um, just, I'm curious about um, your thoughts on um, I, about three weeks ago, um, was tested positive for COVID, uh, whatever, and I, and I really struggle with what the conception of that is, actually. But um, I was very interested, because I am an energy worker, that um, I, there was a real disconnect with my energy body, which surprised me. You know, I was in stellar health. I, I do cold water um, river immersions <clears throat> every day. And I was on my 250th day and strong and fit. And, and so to get sick was actually quite um, interesting. Um, but this, although I, I, I went through everything quite, quite cleanly and easily, my energy body was something I couldn't tap into. Um, my earth star, the stellar gateway, it was like I couldn't run the energy through my body. And um, this, the feeling within me, you know, as I was sort of lie awake and try to move my energy and and um and just get better was that there was something that had come in and like i said i i still struggle with what what exactly this whole covid business is um but something had come in and and, and hijacked me in some regard and um one thing the sort of hypnotic suggestion that i appreciate that that in my subconscious what I can feel that that energy is, is um, perhaps that void that I felt, you know, in that dis disconnection. It could be something just in my subconscious that sort of played out in that way. Um, I've been working, you know, over this time quite diligently and I've connected back into my body. I'd say I'm probably about 90% back in um, fully and, and, and able to... Um, yeah, I'm feeling healthy in that way, by and large. And I guess, what am I saying? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just interested on what your conception of the people that you've worked with. I assume that you've had people that have, whatever, um, have been unwell. Um, you know, I haven't taken any um, genetic therapies. Um, but yeah, there was something that came in. 
and um, if you have any comments just in, in that disconnection with the energy body. Yeah, um, thank you for that. And I think that's a really interesting question. And I've noticed exactly the same thing. So basically, as far as I can perceive it, there are, if you like, two COVIDs. Um, one is um, a um, something that as a species, we a virus that we, it, it was a mind control trick, if you like. I believe that the nefarious agenda put loads of images everywhere, all over everything. It not just on TV and all of that kind of stuff, but also in our dreams. The images were just everywhere. And I believe that we downloaded that um, and uh, condensed it into a, a physicalized form where it became a, an actual virus that people are experiencing. Um, so if you like, in a way, that was a more natural, natural, organic kind of human virus, okay, had a nefarious agenda behind it, but we downloaded it. I also believe that there is a, um, a synthetic AI COVID um, because I've had clients um, come to me with COVID and, and, I, and it's two very different things that I'm seeing. One is clearly an AI synthetic sort of thing. And, um, and I had a very similar experience recently as well. Everybody around me was sick. I don't know. They were all just having normal flu. I reckon we didn't bother to go and get tests and stuff like that. And I was absolutely fine and fine and fine and fine. But I took my eye off the ball. And for 24 hours, I could feel I suddenly felt this thing It had got into me. And it was it was really trying to invade me. And its primary objective was exactly what you described. It was trying to cut me off from source. And um, and I know other very spiritually aware um, healers um, and they've been absolutely flawed by it as well. So what you're describing um, correlates to what I'm seeing and perceiving. So that's the first thing. And um, you're lucky. You're an energy worker. You felt it. You knew what to do. You knew the most important thing is your energy, your, you know, your energy centers. Remembering that intention is everything. And you are creator consciousness and you can override anything. You are so powerful that they have to use us to manifest the reality that they want. They can't do it themselves. They just can't do it. And so they're kind of relying on our shadow aspects, you know, and and I so I so I took my, if you like, finger off the ball for a, a little while. Um, what happened to me was I just actually wanted to numb out. Classic. Of course, they're going to get you through numbing, you know, because they're relying on you not wanting to be conscious. That's how they get you. This is them using this the unconscious that shadow aspect to grab you because so many humans are running on their unconscious they're running on their ego they know exactly how to infiltrate that it's perfect if you like um ground for them to come in and and get you and and i think at the moment we do need to be super vigilant not just with our 
health, which you're obviously describing, but with our state of mind, you know, with our energy, um, with our emotions. Um, and it is super hard keeping, uh, keeping a lighter frequency in the current climate, which is why they've created the current climate, because they know it's sort of harder to, to keep yourself light. But also what I would say is there's another aspect to this because we have been conditioned to believe that when we get a disease, we've called it in. It's happening to us. Okay. And I'm going to invite you to perceive that if something is happening within you, that's if you like negative or detrimental or appears evil or painful or whatever, it's actually coming to light and it's up and on its way out of you. So what I would say, um, I can't see you um, to this person who asked me the question is, um, this was an aspect that you were holding a resonant frequency to that came up to be seen by you and cleared by you. And that's exactly what's happened. You are clearing um, your, if you like, ability to hold on to an AI consciousness that is taking you over. It's coming up and out of you. And I think this is happening to so many of us. This is the shadow that we're all seeing. All of our deep, dark stuff that, you know, the way we've wanted to numb out, we've wanted to be mind control. We've, 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 we've believed that we're, you know, that we're evil, um, that we don't deserve, where we self-sabotage. All of that kind of stuff is coming up and out. And a lot of light workers become light workers or healers because they suffer with dis-ease and it, wakes them up to the shadow and they begin to move this stuff up and out of them and it's the wounded healer that's how you learn what healing is and and how to assist others and, and well most importantly how to assist yourself and be a light in the world so um that's what i would say in answer to that question look at it the other way i believe that for so many of us this ai stuff is coming up and out and you know i posted on my telegram chat that alec baldwin film it's so obvious now it, it's just ridiculous what we're seeing it's so blatantly clear that the veil has gone completely we can now see the shadow and the evil everywhere and obviously it's doing all of our heads in which is why we're having this conversation but at the same time we're seeing it because it's leaving and that if we're talking about the alien goo aspect which is not us which has infiltrated us if you like and that's aside from the fact that we're all one and we all go back to one at the end but if you're just looking at in terms of that it needs us to be unconscious in order to control us it's relying on us numbing out being unconscious wanting to self-sabotage and all of those things so that it can reign supreme in the physical vessel of our bodies pushing out the divine and holding space within us okay so it's a really beautiful thing that we're seeing this all come up and out it's just it's so important 
hope I've answered that question. Um, Anna, you've got questions for me. Hello. 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 <laughs> Um, okay, so sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, I have a question. Um, it's not very cheerful, but it has been on my on my mind actually since today. So um, basically, the Austrian government, no, the Austrian army, um, released a video two weeks ago um, telling the Austrian population how to prepare for a battle. Uh, but I can't, you can speak, uh, telling the, Aust so the Austrian, I'm just repeating in case other people can't hear, Austrian army released a video telling the Austrian people how to prepare for? Oh, an, a blackout. <laughs> a blackout, okay. Yeah, an electricity, an electri electricity blackout. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so they basically, they're basically telling us that's what they're going to do. Probably. And, and I just uh, drove past actually a building where they had like this massive um, picture, also from the Austrian army, saying blackout question mark how to prepare. So they're like, they're literally telling us they're going to do it. Um, so I have two questions. First of all, <laughs> do you have any input on dealing with that level of panic? Because if there is an electricity blackout, we do not have every, anything. We don't have food. We don't have money. You know, I, I was just thinking it through today. That is a level of not having anything. Like we don't even have heat because I don't even know how to cut wood without an electric chainsaw. Anyway, um, so firstly that. And secondly, um, I was thinking, like, if I'm preparing for that, aren't I manifesting it as well? But if I'm not preparing for it, am I going to be the only idiot who's not going to have any food when the blackout comes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So clearly this has triggered you. Okay. Uh, yes. It's triggered your, um, you know, and this is what it, so this is brilliant. It's triggered you. This is a shadow aspect of yourself. Um, you're wise and aware enough to realize you've been triggered. So what I would suggest that you do, and this is the same for anyone who's been triggered. So you, you, you want to look at the feelings that are coming up. Okay. And what you want to do is you want to go sit in meditation. There are loads of them on my channel. I think there's a specific one for trauma, but go into your body and you want to find, if you like the panic that you're holding within you and you want to, if you like, hold its hand, sit with it, be in presence with it so that it's not all stuck up here in binary ego survival mechanism. But when you go in and you're sitting with it, your body will not lie to you. It can't lie to you the way your brain can. And as you sit with it, it will start to shift and change and transmute. And I don't know whether you can do this in one session, whether it's going to take many sessions, but it's showing you a fear, a trauma, a crack that you are holding within you, okay? And if you sit long enough with a trauma, if you are in presence with anything long enough, it will heal. And 
there are many, many ways to heal trauma and sit with it. You can write with it. You can do body work, somatic work with it. You can sit in meditation with it. You, there are just so many different ways and everybody needs to find their way. But the shadow aspect is realizing that that is within you and not trying to, if you like, I'm, we are trying to fix it. We're trying to heal it. We're trying to make it whole, but you're not trying to fix it in the sense to push it away so you don't feel it anymore. Okay. You're trying to create wholeness, not separation. And if you sit in your body and with your heart engaged long enough, you will come to the realization that you are divine, that you are loved utterly, and that at the highest levels of our existence, nothing can ever actually harm you. And as you heal and 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 there's also logic that comes into this because once upon a time we didn't have electricity and we were kind of okay. And, and, and look at the words that have triggered you blackout darkness, you know, like it's, you need to sit with all of this kind of stuff and, and also you're being flipped into a linear projection what's the future going to be like so you're triggered now when everything's fine about the future that doesn't actually exist so all of this kind of stuff as you sit in the trigger it will start to re reveal itself to you the, the shadow as you sit with it as as you're holding the light of your presence with the shadow within you that trauma the trigger it will reveal information to you and the more revelation that you have the more understanding you'll have about yourself and that will lead to wholeness. And then naturally the fear or the panic or whatever will begin to dissipate. Okay. So that's the process of shadow work. And as you bring light to that shadow, you literally change the external field of your reality because you're a manifesting creator. So everything you think and feel gets projected outwards. You heal the panic of annihilation. Uh, oh, an orb just flew past. You heal the panic of annihilation, and that then is projected out into the external field. And they're banking on you not doing that so that you can manifest their external reality. And I'm not saying don't prepare. Only a fool is unprepared. OK, you still have a physical body. You still need to eat, have water, have light, all of those kind of things. But it's very different coming at a problem from heart centered rationale than it is coming at it from panic. Because if you come at that problem from your heart, you'll be logical. You'll do the right things. You'll be all prepared and set up. And in all probability, it won't happen because you're not projecting that manifestation out into reality. And if it does happen, you'll be able to deal with it very easily. As we've all dealt with everything for now two years, is it? So most of us that are doing the inner work, it's not easy. It is triggering us, but we're using the trigger to awaken and evolve 
um, in a more balanced way. And, and, and I see that many of us are more balanced than panicked. I'm not saying it's not difficult. I'm not saying it's not painful and challenging and heartbreaking, but we're using that to come into more wholeness. And that is the name of the game. Has that answered your question, Anna? Yes, thank you for that reminder. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Sally. Okay. Not going to manifest any blackouts anymore. Sorry. No, don't do that. It's so no, scary. Although, you know, whatever, it's a, it's a collective process. So we're all learning, you know, yeah. and we all manifested a lockdown. Yeah, true. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, thank you. Okay, I'm going to go to, there's some more, like, quite a lot of questions in the chat. Okay. Okay, so someone said, how do we delve into shadow work to find out what's lurking in us subconsciously? Is this something we can do ourselves? Yes, I feel like I've answered that in the last question. Um, you don't necessarily need to be triggered. Um, if you know that there is a reoccurring pattern or reaction in you, so let's say um, every time you speak to one of your parents, you're immediately defensive, okay? Let's say that. So if you have a reoccurring something like that that goes on, Again, you can sit with it in, in meditation and go in and find the feeling, find where you're holding it. Often you're holding it or we're holding it in a limb or um, an organ, um, you know, or your hearts or different energy centers. And so the really easiest way is to just sit with this stuff and see what is revealed. Also, um, if you know my work, I teach walking the eight meditation where you walk in a figure of eight through the knot of the eight, which is a liminal space, the voided space. It's a zero point space. And you walk, physically walk, holding an intention. So you could hold an intention to find a piece of shadow within you that wishes to be revealed and healed. There's so many different processes that you can do to find your shadow. Um, okay, I'm going to. Um, someone's written also transcending the ego brings spiritual immunity from the jab. The issue is that most of the people who get the jab are fragmented and traumatized. And if you're traumatized, you're subject to demonic possession. That's how the satanic rituals work through trauma based mind control. I would agree with all of that, um, but I, so at the, the beginning, it said also transcending the ego brings spiritual immunity from the jab. Be careful with this one. I, I cannot recommend that anyone takes it thinking, and I, and I don't know if this is what is meant by this, but don't take something that you don't want to take thinking that you can transcend it afterwards. That's a very, very tricky road. I've seen a few people playing out that road and it's not easy. OK, so that's just a warning. Um, I don't think. Yeah, it, it's, it's more tricky than that. Um, because you've got you haven't just got your own intentions at work. There are the intentions behind it um which have a lot of momentum um so someone's saying so shadow work is necessary in order to bring integration thus healing 
because this is nothing but a spiritual issue. Yes, that is correct. So basically, shadow work is going to bring you back to wholeness and wholeness is healing. Separation is disease. Wholeness is healing. Um, any other questions here? Okay. <laughs> what about the effects of something like Netflix, any streaming services at this time? Um, can you talk about it? Yes. So, um, yeah, 100% Netflix is a mind control program. Um, Facebook is 100% demonic, in my opinion, which is why I've left it. Um, what I'm not saying, and, and you even have to be careful with things like Telegram, you have to be careful with kind of all of it, in a way. I'm not saying don't watch films. Um, don't watch what you love and also don't even look at what's going on in the world because we need to look at all of it. The whole thing is it's a revelation. Um, I think it's prudent to put up protection around yourself before you watch Netflix. Um, if you, a, a lot of the stuff on Netflix, um, I've just canceled my contract. My children made me get a contract. I've now said tough. <laughs> contracts over um so but basically when i've watched netflix i can feel something literally sucking me in and something things trying to get in through my ears and eyes i can literally feel it so um definitely um there's a lot of traumatic stuff going on in the stuff that we watch and I'm not just talking about things like Netflix. I'm talking about, you know, the relationships that we have with people, what we hear and see in our day-to-day -day realities, the food we're taking in. There's a lot of stuff that we're taking in, including Netflix, which I think really actually deeply traumatizes us on a subconscious level, but it's super subtle. And we're so, if you like, numb from all of this stuff that's been coming at us for, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of years, that we, it's normalized for us, okay? You know, I'm now hearing about, you know, kids age seven and eight watching porn. That has become normalized. It is clearly going to traumatize them on a subconscious level, and that is going to create a gateway, a portal, a doorway, for possession and satanic influence to come in. And I think that a lot of the stuff that we are seeing on banal things like Netflix is actually deeply traumatizing to the human soul. I, we are such beautiful, pure, um, divine beings. And yes, we have the capacity to transmute a lot of this stuff, but I don't underestimate how traumatizing it is to us taking chemicals into our body you know all of this kind of stuff is actually fragmenting and traumatizing stuff and yes there are you know zen masters that can drink a pint of poison and pee a pint of poison and it doesn't affect them i think most of us are not there yet <laughs> although hopefully we'll get there soon um okay um so does anyone uh, else up here have a question? Yep, Sophie. 
Hi. Um, well, on that same point, um, I've got a 13-year-old, um, sort of new teenager, who is obsessed with zombies, zombie walking the dead, zombie games in front of his screen, and it's really difficult yeah. to get him off. And he now says, you know, stop pushing your ideas on me, mum. You're a conspiracy theorist. And, yeah. um, I get all of that, and I can't control, you know, I can't, Unless I just turn the internet off and remove the screen, um, I, I don't know what to do about it really. And I yeah. wonder whether it is having an effect because he's actually, he used to be very open and insightful and now I feel that's closing off. But I wonder whether that has to happen with a teenager anyway um, and whether it is okay because he is still quite balanced um, even though we don't have the same support, the same views. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tricky one. But, you know, if I look back to my own, you know, adolescence and childhood, um, I had phases where I looked at dark things. You know, I had phases where I read all the Stephen King and like I couldn't read that now. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had phase where I looked at pornography, you know, teenagers go through these phases and it's um, it's an exploration of the dark. And they're learning who they are. They also have to learn about mind control. We've all, I mean, I think there's very few of us here. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I've certainly been mind controlled. Um, I've been through all of those things that I'm now choosing to um, either transmute or push out of the field of my reality. So, um, you know, and that includes um, magic, you know, all of those kind of, I've done... I can't even tell you how many wrong things I've done. Um, and it's all taught me something. And at the end of the day, this is a free will. Sorry, I've lost you. You disappeared off screen because Zoom just keeps moving people around. Um, at the end of the day, um, we've got to come at, if you like, the resolution of our own selves through our free will choice. And of course, teenagers, you know, you push and they pull and perhaps that's a good thing and perhaps he's got to really dive into that so i think it's a balance i think we've got to um what i found with my own teenagers which i've probably done all wrong <laughs> i don't know I've never had teenagers for, before just probably like you um i'm doing my best i love them i own my own truth i'm not scared to speak my truth so i try and be an example in front of them um, I do try and keep them away from things as I can, but I know that I can't do it all because they've got to go out, you know, into their own journey. So I think it's a balance of all of those things. And it's also a balance of not going into guilt and all of those traps and programs that they feel, um, which are not ours. They're not divinely organic, those programs of guilt and we're messing it all up and all of those kind of things. So I think it's really, really, really hard to be a parent right now. It, I just, I think it's the hardest thing ever, actually. So whatever you do, um, I bet that you're doing amazingly, is all I want to say to you. Um, I know how hard it is. <laughs> um, and also to remember, and I think this is a general thing to remember for this whole topic of evil and shadow work is, Whatever happens, whether people we love, you know, sicken and die or take the thing in the arm that we don't believe in 
or get mind controlled or don't or whatever anybody does at the end of the day we are all on a trajectory back to source consciousness and love and probably when we get there we're going to go Woohoo! that was so cool let's do it all again so that's where we're going back to and i think it is serious we are watching if you like um a war we're in the middle of a war clearly there is a fight for the soul of humanity and it is serious but also we need to bring some levity to it because the shadow cannot survive in the light and in a funny sort of way none of this really matters we're all going back to source everything is just an experience um so i don't know if that helps you sophie <laughs> i can't see where you are hopefully you're still there um i'm going to uh so sarita i really want people to know the truth but for people who've already taken the v won't it make them more fearful and lower their vibration even more what's the best approach okay so um i don't tell people um in my family who've taken it um the kind of information that i give you about it i don't think that it's helpful i do try and uh so it's it, <laughs> it's just really tricky isn't it i am trying to look after pe people in my family um and i try and give them doses of truth that won't freak them out and because they've already made their choice that will not impinge on their free will and i think what i'm learning is that i have this hugely controlling aspect to my nature this is coming up for me more and more the deeper and deeper i go i'm really controlling you know i it's safety issues like what anna was talking about earlier i think we all have this we want to control the outcome we want to save people keep everybody safe so that and the fact the fact is so that we don't feel bad that's the truth because it's all about us in a way this is our universe so you know it's tricky because you don't want to impose your control on other people because if you do that you're putting you're manifesting out into the world control structures which we don't really like but we're projecting them from our unhealed wounds about safety so the thing with the v is really tricky i feel absolutely compelled to speak my truth about it and that's why i've done my videos and that was a really really difficult thing for me to do it was a very fear-based thing for me to speak my truth about that because a lot of people i love took it okay but i had to say my piece and i did it and i feel really good about that now but i also feel there's this kind of loving kindness piece to the whole thing can we be in loving kindness with someone who has a completely different um idea about what's going on and and in that can we show loving kindness to ourselves because actually when i'm running around trying to control everybody in my family 
that isn't really being in loving kindness to myself is it truthfully so that's what i'm grab that's my big shadow that's coming up now um it's also why i haven't posted stuff on fate on um, youtube for the last few weeks because i'm 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 grappling with my own shadow of not wanting to control everything in my life not having to try and keep everything safe and and this is another aspect as well do we trust the divine do we trust that it's all going to work out in the end and the thing is when i really think about this the truth is i do so why am i running around trying to control all of the nitty gritty bits and aspects of it because the only thing i can really control is me and the only extra piece to that and is that um i feel like i have a responsibility to look after my children so if you're a parent that so what i would say is in relationship to something like the v or even demonic possession and, and all of these subjects that we're discussing mind control ai all of that kind of stuff look after your immediate family you know you your partner your children beyond that it's actually none of your business because if we want to live in a free will universe which is respected which is authentic and which is nourished and loving we've got to let go of trying to control everyone and everything even if it appears evil because otherwise we're propagating that evil in our external reality so in answer to the question i just try and be loving and kind obviously I try and insert things to maybe steer them to not doing it a third time, especially if they're ill already. Um, but some people don't want to see, and that's their right. That's their choice. So we have to respect that. That's where I'm coming from with that one. It's it's really tricky, especially if it's um really close relatives it's, it's very hard for a lot of people um okay so does anyone else have a question i think i've got um ros hi hi um yeah i just um <laughs> um you've answered um the questions I had just so I'd um, reflect a little bit on this um, this question of what when it comes down to whether, whether something belongs to you it's actually core wounding within you or whether it's an attachment or possession or AI or whatever that's found its way to that frequency because that's been going through me a, a lot lately is you know what is the difference between the two is it necessary to know the difference between the two? Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> and, it is. And then yeah. how to approach that them. And um, yeah. <laughs> and um, and what I noticed um, recently, I've been going through a huge amount of shadow work, which is called the most, just the deepest discomfort and horror <laughs> to recognize parts of myself that I'd been so good at glossing over until now. And now there's nowhere else to go. So I'm grateful for that, but it's it's quite a process. Um, and there are there are various themes that um that go that run through the shadow stuff that I've been experiencing. I think you know, I mentioned this in the in the sacred circle about 
um, kind of separation from women and resentment and 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 the struggle there that um, that I think maybe at play in the in the wider feminine community, but that that's possibly an, another subject to go into. But um, but what I noticed was so I've been observing, really observing my behaviour and my emotions as they come up in these various different situations, and I'd find that it I would be able to recognise the core the wounding, the actual pain that was embodied. And then there would come what I would label intrusive thoughts. And, um, and to me, I was that, that's how I am um, identifying the difference between the core wounding and what's attaching, what's outside of me that's attaching to that frequency. Because I, you know, it's, it's bad enough experiencing the, the pain and release, I can say I know where that's come from. I, I, um, I, I accept that, I recognize it, and I hold that, I sit with that. But then I'd be in situations where these really intrusive thoughts, like the worst thing I could possibly think about a person in a, in a moment, or just these horrible visions of things. And I'd be thinking, oh my God, that's come from me, what on earth, to the point where I was wanting to just hide myself from the world because I just I didn't want to inflict what I was thinking or experiencing on anybody else it was really um yeah really 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 troublesome but that is if this is helpful at all for anybody else that's how I managed to identify the difference I knew that those thoughts weren't weren't me I didn't think those things yeah. about these people I didn't want this um, they, they were just things that had found that frequency and were preying on that frequency and keeping me in that frequency and adding to, you know, adding layers of shame and that, that then need to cut myself off from the rest of the world. Um, and one, one other thing, just a, a, something I've observed, which I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, um, is and this is probably really obvious to loads of people, but it only occurred to me recently that um, that, that the shadows are the the often the, the opposite to our gift. So, for example, if I want to assist people and I've got an ability to do that, sometimes I might find myself um, saying to myself, "Ah, oh, but I only want that because I need the glory of it. You know, I need to be recognised." And there's a wounding in me that wants to use this assisting people in order to gain some kind of recognition and how insidious that is that um that the shadow can overcome any of us in order to stop us from using our gifts in that way yes there may be um truth to that may be a need that 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 you know that i need some recognition recognition and but but if I allow that to take over and it stops me from actually using the gifts that I've been given um that that's just something that I'm working with at the moment um yeah I don't know if that's of any <laughs> yeah no that's any all helpful yeah thank you Ros that's really helpful um and why shouldn't you have recognition I mean this is the whole thing it's it's all these programs you know um but that that you brought up two things that I really wanted to mention. I think, I believe, it is highly possible that every single one of our thoughts is arconic. I think that's highly possible. So I'm just putting that out there. 
because I think there's a potential that one of the reasons why humanity is the way it is is because this entire structure is alien to us. So, and that's why nearly every thought you have is a lie <laughs> or a good proportion of them. But when you think with your heart brain, and of course we know that your brain has more, I think they're called neurites, and your heart has more neurites than your brain. So in other words, it's a bigger brain than the one in your head. When you think with this, this is who you are. And what I'm going to say to you is, when you think with your heart, this is a reminder, you come into heart-brain coherence. The brain automatically, when you're in heart coherence, so in other words, when you breathe through your heart or your heart center, it automatically pulls your brain into heart-brain coherence and your brain starts being used for what it was to analyze things correctly, not to control your life and your emotions and your behaviors. So I think when we don't regulate our brains with the heart, it's an archonic force running amok. And I know so many of you, because we've had this, this, this has come up before, as we're falling asleep or waking up, so many of us are seeing these horrific like TV screen of thoughts coming into our brains and going, wait a minute, that's not, because we're all becoming more aware and we're throwing them out, we're removing consent for them. And, and, and it's just so clever because you've got to remember that the archonic force is, is, you, is working in the fourth dimension. So it understands much more intrinsically um, how manifestation occurs and how we work. It knows us so well. We're only learning this because it's taken over our brain to dumb us down. So we didn't even know how we worked. You know what I mean? So that's why it's so important to begin to know who you are. That's why this whole thing is about knowing who you are. So if ever you're in doubt about a thought, drop it the chances are it isn't yours anyway i would really say that 99.9% .9 of the time your thoughts are not your own and you don't need to think we just don't need to think the way we think we need to think it's like this whole thing we've got to like if you like get rid of a junk or let go and if you drop into heart coherence your brain will automatically regulate it, it will just become regulated by your heart and it will start being the organ uh that it's meant to be um so yeah there was something else i wanted to say but thank you Oz, because that that room i think it's really important to be aware that most of your thoughts are not your own and and of course the whole archonic force doesn't want us to know that we're creators it's going to try to stifle our gifts that's exactly what it's trying to do because your greatest gift is that you're an artist that you're a creator of realities so it's going to to bring it all down to the level of binary intellect so yeah um I, there was something else i want to say but i've completely forgotten so anyway i guess it, it was meant to be forgotten <laughs> the archons to get out <laughs>
Um, okay, so um, we've got time for maybe um, one more question. Does anyone have an, a final question? Give me a wave. Yep, Sophie. Okay, so I, I want to clear this up because there's something I'm unsure about. So in my practice, um, which is kind of what you're saying, imagine a stick, you've got the two ends of the same stick, you've got good and bad, say, if one drops away, the other can't exist. So you're left with sort of unity of, you know, or all existence and, you know, or, or just you're left with nothing. But there's not nothing, emptiness. So... So what, because I, I practice this thing called direct experience, I'm looking at my direct experience and with thoughts, particularly, I, I don't believe my thoughts, you know, and I've worked a lot on that. And I also come down into the horror. Um, but what, I'm, I, what I really want to know is, everything in my experience is as it is. And I don't think of things as being separate from me. So when I think of a separate evil thing, I don't, I'm not sure about how that works um, because everything in my experience is, is me and I am it, you know, you know, like the sort of boundarylessness of experience. I smell something, I am that smell. As I'm smelling it, it becomes my experience. So when something, I mean, you know, I have experienced the other night lying in bed, had one of those dreams where I felt there was an entity on me and I was shouting, I don't think that was the same kind of thing, but if there isn't all, all these AI things that we find in meditation, they are like separate things, but I don't necessarily experience separation in my general practice, really, in my life. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the, the, way, the reason it's confusing is because it's both. So, um, and, and I did allude to this. So basically, there's source consciousness, which you are an expression of, but so is the entity that was, um, you know, knocking on your door in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, so it, it's all part of you, but you are an actualized, individuated expression of source consciousness as is that entity. So you have every right to reject the entity out of hand if you don't want it to be um, a part of your actualized, individuated expression. So yes, we're all one, but that doesn't mean you lie in bed and go, okay, come on, demonic force, you can, you can resident in my house. No, it just doesn't work like that. Um, and and there's this kind of um, and that's why that's why they've corrupted what we call boundaries. You know, there's this whole thing where you you have to say yes to everyone. This whole virtue signaling thing. We must all give to each other, even if it's to the detriment of us. No, that is a complete inversion. It's a it's a mind control program. We are boundaried. We have an electromagnetic field around our bodies. We literally come in with this boundary. And it's up to us to choose what is in the boundary and what isn't in the boundary. And source consciousness, there's a, I don't know, let's say there's a trillion things out there in source consciousness. You get to choose what's in your field of reality. 
Um, and so, yes, it's all you, but um, it's not all you as well. And I think that's where the confusion is. You came from everything in order to have an individuated, actualized experience. And if thing, if other things that are having an actualized experience want to infiltrate you as part of their actualized experience, um, you get to choose whether you want that in you or not. So it's just think, you know, let's say there's a trillion things in source consciousness. Each of those trillion things has the opportunity to be individuated. It's much more complicated than that because every moment you are creating a whole nother universe. I mean, there are literally billions of trillions, gazillions of you, infinite of you. So it's much more complicated than that. Um, but it's like you just make your choice about what the experience is and and, and you're choosing as an individuated expression, as a sovereign being, what you want in each moment. So you're just choosing who you are. That's the confusion. You're all of it, but you're choosing how you express that in each moment. I hope that's helped you. Um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Couple of nods, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I hope that's made sense. And Sophie, I've totally lost you now. You've just disappeared out of my view. Um, so, okay. Um, so I'm just going to end with this one last thing here. It says, in my experience, dark entities knock on the door when you shine your brightest. So I learned to take it as a compliment. They're so jealous that they want a portion of that light. That is true. Um, and it's also not. So basically, as you begin to shine your light, you are literally um, food, <laughs> your food consciousness for um, the archonic uh, force negative agenda, because it's a one dimensional force. It needs your consciousness to feed off of itself because your consciousness is infinite and bright. So, yes, as you shine bright, that does start to happen. You will start to get attacks and infiltrations and you're all experiencing this because you're all shining brighter however just to let you know you will we will hopefully all we will move through a stage in fact you'll probably you probably go through stages like this anyway where you shine brightly but your resonant frequency becomes so light that they can't attack you anymore okay so you will come through that stage or more likely you're going like this through it all the time as you're going up and down, basically. So you, your light bulb goes on, you work something out, you deal with your shadow, you come under more attack. And so it goes on and then you come through it and da, da, da. And one final thing I want to say, the shadow and the evil holds within it the tool for your ascension. It has the tool for wholeness within it. It's a beautiful symmetry, basically, because the more you see the shadow, the brighter you become. The more you see the shadow, the brighter you become until everything is transmuted back to light. So I hope that's been helpful. And um, yep, Janine says 100%. So that's good. 
So thank you everyone um, for joining me on this topic. I really hope it's been a bit helpful. And I do want to say to you, um, I really appreciate and honor all of you for doing the shadow work, for being brave. It is not easy. It takes a lot of courage. And hard as it is, um, you're all amazing. And you are all assisting in you know, the evolution of humankind, which is clearly on a massive trajectory right now, upwards. So onwards and upwards, everybody. Thank you so much. And I will see you all very soon, no doubt. Lots of love to you all.